Well, hello. What a game. Unbelievable, this team. Um, the game actually ended about three minutes ago. So these are as initial of a response as I can get. Subject to uh, change my mind on things on second viewing and watching overnight. But just like to get this to you as soon as possible on game day. And with this four o'clock start, boom. This team, though, I mean... It seems like every week I'm just sitting there going, oh, this offense is so brutal. What's Kenny doing? You know, when can they run the ball with consistency? Why aren't they beating up on this defense more? So reliant on the opponent's turnovers, missed field goals, mistakes, and defensive big plays. But they keep happening. And the fourth quarter, Kenny becomes a new guy. And they start to figure things out, and the crowd starts roaring in a foreign stadium. Not that it matters. And as I often do to start these, and it's not my favorite way to start the podcast, but I do think, and especially this game, it's very telling. Let's start with stats, and then I have all kinds of notes as usual. So hang with me. I mean, halftime. It's 9-3 at halftime. Kenny has six completions on 13 attempts for 78 yards. And there's a little bit of good, you know, more than there has been, but that's not saying much. It's just not consistency. And that's what I said big coming into this game was I want to see them move the ball with consistency, whether that's running, short throws, this defense allows that. And there was some consistency's a stretch, though, to say that. I mean, 78 passing yards in the first half. Meanwhile, Stafford was 9 for 16 for 159, a touchdown, no picks, playing well. And at this point, Puka Nakua has got five catches for 94 yards. Too much of it after the catch. We'll get to that. First downs. Steelers only had five in the first half. Rams have 10. Yards per play. The Rams are averaging 6.6. Steelers are at 3.6. Why is this game only 9-3? Rushing yards, 79 to 29. Yards per carry, 4.9 to 2.9. Passing yards, 147 to 62. Time of possession, just over 18 minutes out of a possible 30 for the Rams in the first half. Third downs, Steelers haven't didn't convert one the entire first half. First half. Rams were five of nine, two sacks each. Couple things I noticed too. I mean, zero opening drive points this entire year. Haven't scored a point on their opening drive yet this year. Still true. Well, I saw some poor. Blitz pickup early on that looked like it got a lot better. Dan Moore played pretty well. I was hard on him, the decision to go to him, but he's a cerebral guy. Um, Notice too, and again, this is first blush. This is watching on TV. This is taking notes. Go to the next one. Boom, boom, boom. It sure looked like a high, high percentage of the time the defense played nickel with two two linebackers on the field against the Rams 11 personnel, which is not what the the Steelers generally do do against 11. Usually they go to dime. So then the final stats couldn't be any more different. I mean, you talk about changing things for the whole game compared to what we just talked about. Kenny ends up 17 to 25 for 230. So therefore, what, he was 6 of 12 in in the second half and had a nice stretch there at the end where he was completing everything. Stafford was 14 of 29 for 231, one and one. Nakua ends up with eight for 154. 
And let's stop there for a second. I mean, corner is still an issue. You still have to play Porter, though. I mean, Porter kept up with him on a crosser that no other corner on the team could have. I know Porter didn't have a beautiful tackle attempt the one time when it was right at him. Okay, I can live with that here and there. But all in all, corners allowed much too much after the catch. But if I told you Cooper Cup would have two for 29, I mean, if obviously they schemed, and I'm watching on TV, of course, schemed up for Cup more than Nakua. I mean, obviously. (laughs) And I get that. And they accomplished their goal. It's been number one receivers, which Cup clearly is on this team, that have killed the, 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 the Steelers. But would we have taken it before the game if I told you Cup and Nakua would combine for just 10 catches for 183? 10 catches sounds great for those two. I thought Cup might have 10 catches in this game. 183 is a big number for two receivers, no doubt. But it's kind of what, what I would have thought was very possible before the game. So one guy killed you. One guy did nothing. The more dangerous guy did nothing. On the other hand, Pickens ends up with five for 107. Johnson ends up with five for 79. Which team had the better receiving day? Or a pair of receiving top receiver day? I don't know. I mean, I think it's about the same. Yards per play when it's all said and done. 5-4 for the Steelers. 5-7 for the Rams. Time of possession after it being that ugly in the first half. The Rams only ended up with 31-46 as opposed to 28-14. First downs were nearly equal. 17-19 in the Rams' favor. Third downs definitely were a problem. Four for 12, but it got better as the the game went on, and they were one for one on fourth, which I don't think he got it, but, you know, I'm just reading out of the scoreboard here. Rams were nine for 16 on third downs. That's not ideal, obviously. Rams only had five penalties for 40 yards. Steelers had eight for 76. Two of them just stupid taunts. I mean, if we, I guess if we throw those taunts in the equation, which pair of receivers had a better day, maybe that gives the Rams the nod. That could have been more costly than it was. That needs to slow down, to say the least. Um, okay, so a lot of stuff here. Now I got all kinds of different subjects just to talk about quick observations tomorrow as usual will be much much more in depth but be back here in a moment i know steeler fans hate hearing this but a win is a win is a win in this league, and you're four and two. You went to LA and you beat a good team. Not a great team, you beat a good team. And when it mattered most, you were the better team. And in the second half, you were the better team. Rams mistakes. <laughs> Their field goal kicker, Marr, had a rough day. There's no doubt about that. And I am a big believer in field goal luck. It wasn't the Steelers just being so great at Jedi mind tricks to make this guy miss kicks or to block kicks or a unbelievable field blocking field goal block scheme by Danny Smith. They were lucky with that. No question. 10 points off missed field goals 
and seven off of Watts. Unbelievable interception, by the way. I mean, if a normal off-the-ball linebacker makes that play, you go, wow, that's a Fred Warner instinctive breaking on the ball, understanding route concept type of play. But when that guy is one of the best sack artists in the league and is an edge pass rusher, sometimes you have to say, wow, Steelers have a really special one in TJ Watt. And of course, this is a missed field goal defensive splash thing. Field position, you know, I mean, this offense, more so than most, of course, has a much higher percentage of putting points on the board from 30 yards out, 50 yards out than they do from 80. You know, every team does, of course, but it's exponential with where the Steelers are at right now. We saw this get a little better late in the game, but I'm excited to watch the All-22 because Kenny, I think, is turning down passes in the middle of the field. I think there's more greenery, more good stuff to harvest from attacking the middle of the field through the air. We saw some of that on Pickens come out of the slot, love seeing him out of the slot on a seam route right down the middle. Boom. I mean, he didn't hesitate on that, but there were a couple instances where I thought, boy, it looked like somebody was open and he checked it down or was just hesitant in the middle of the field. But I mean, I'm not giving him a hard time. I mean, his fourth quarter was really, really good. Those back shoulder fades, big-time throws, especially on the sidelines, really feeling it with Deontay and especially Pickens. Moving along, man. Moving along the right way. Mentioned time of possession earlier. Mentioned a lot of nickel earlier. Um, all in all, I'm pretty cool with that. I can't wait to watch Minka on the All-22. It was hard to see everything he does from TV because he played. he went back to playing a lot more deep middle. But he still does a lot, made a lot of tackles, near the ball all the time. He fixes problems. I mean, he is so important because he fixes problems. Kind of mentioned Pickens as well as Deontay, but Pickens grew. If he ever has a 30 for 30 or a football life or whatever, and they interview him, I bet he'll say, I missed my buddy Deontay. But when he was out that four-game stretch during the beginning of my second season in the in the league, I grew up quick as a player. Not necessarily as a penalty taker, but he is a very competitive dude. But he, I think, really took a step forward over that month. And then you add Deontay back into the mix and the way they complement each other. They're very different. I think that's good stuff. Um I think I still saw too much of Allen Robinson on first blush as opposed to Calvin Austin. Very excited to dig into those snap counts. Didn't love that. But how about that fourth quarter drive to take the lead 24-7? I mean, that was really well executed. Game on the line, more or less. Crucial time of the game. Give Kenny and the whole offense a lot of credit there. I mean, the competitiveness some physicality, learning Rams tendencies. I mean... Matt Canada deserves some credit, too. And Pickett's fourth quarters can't be a fluke at this point. I mean, maybe I'll even do a study on it. Like, Kenny's fourth quarter production versus the other three quarters throughout his career or even since the bye last year. There's something to it. I mean, you know me. I'm a stats guy. 
And those stats, I'm sure, will be great. But there's more to it than that. I mean, there, there's no question. Steelers were three for three in the red zone. Three rushing touchdowns. Their first three rushing touchdowns of the year. Okay. Physicality in the red zone. Warren with a really nicely blocked one. You know, Najee gets in the end zone. Three for three in the red zone. Who would have thought? How about the crowd? I mean, it was late and Stafford can barely hear. You know, they got revved up. If any of you guys were there, nice work. I mean, what Steeler Nation does on the road in some of these games is really impressive. And I'm sure you guys at the game were frustrated early. Why did I make this trip? But you were part of the win. I mean, you really were. Talked corners before. Sure looked to me that a very high percentage of the time, Porter aligned at left corner, which we've been kind of calling for, with Peterson doing slot slash other stuff. That's where it's designed to be. Um, Pysmith, really good game. And I'm betting whenever the PFS stats or whatever come out, I bet his pressure rate is extremely high. He won a lot of one-on-one matchups. He had he was breathing down Stafford's neck a lot. He's really becoming a big-time player. Highsmith had a very good game, even if the box score doesn't say, wow, that was unbelievable. Um, I guess I kind of told, well, I guess I didn't give enough credit. Second half defense. Second half defense in general wasn't rattling Stafford, but they were hurrying him. They were making him be uncomfortable, not play in timing and rhythm, which that that offense is based off of. They came after him with some big blitzes from what I saw in first blush. And Run D got, okay, you know, I mean, again, they were nickel the whole time, and those guys were good blockers. I'm talking about the receivers, Nakua, Cup, those dudes. But I thought the second half defense can't be overlooked for their contributions. Nor can Boswell. I mean, it's nice having the better kicker, isn't it? Harvin seemed like he did a fair enough job back. And then last note, in unfortunately, Ravens win, Browns win, Bengals sat at home. Ravens were dominant. I mean, the Ravens had a statement win. The Browns, I need to study it more. Looked like they might have got a bounce or a little bit of good fortune at the end. Watson left the game very, very, very early on. I started him in fantasy and I got negative points from Deshaun Watson. And he cleared concussion protocol, at least what I heard, and they didn't put him back in. Still got a win. Miles Garrett was a madman. Um, there you have it, you know, so you didn't make any ground up, but you didn't lose any and you're four and two coming on home to a tough Jacksonville team. So we'll talk about that a lot. I'm sure tomorrow I'll have many more thoughts on this game, but good stuff. Take care. All. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.